Hey, this is Dino, and I'm the pastor of Revolution Church. Thank you for downloading this podcast. We hope this message is encouraging to you and will help you to discover God's unchanging love. For more information, visit our website at therevolutionchurch.com. Enjoy the message. All right, so we're so honored you chose to worship with us, and we're in the middle of this series called Source, and we're understanding in this series and asking ourselves a hard question. We're challenging ourselves, right? We're asking ourselves this question, is God our source? We found out in this series that, you know, the government can't be our source. Our employer can't be our source. The president can't be our source. God is our source. And the sooner we understand that and the sooner we really embrace the fact that God really is our source, man, there's a whole nother level of living just waiting for every single one of us. And we've been using the same scripture over and over. And I'm going to just read our foundational scripture again because I think it'll be a real blessing to us. It's found here in 1 Corinthians 8 verse 6. It says, yeah, for us, there's only one God. Somebody just say one God in the chat. The Father, who is the source of all things. God is the source of all things. And for whom we have life and one Lord, Jesus Christ, through and by whom are all things and through and by whom we ourselves exist. Friends, I want you to know that this is God's will. It's for us to understand that God is our source. And we found out in the series that we could take our little to our source and watch God do something phenomenal with it. Then we found out in the series, what would our life be like if we would say, Click. God is automatically my source when I find myself in a challenge, all right? Last week, we talked about how God is our source in the middle of a storm. He is our source. I want to encourage you to go back to our website. If you want to listen to some of those messages, I think they'll be a real blessing to you. Today, I want to take this a little bit further as we continue to talk about God being our source. I found this scripture in Hebrews 12. This is awesome. It says, Hebrews 12, verse 2, let us keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. We are supposed to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. This is so beautiful. Watch this. On whom our faith depends from beginning to end. Our faith depends from beginning to end. Did you get this? Our faith depends on Jesus, or our faith should be depending on Jesus from beginning to end. This is awesome. Let me remind you, for those of you who are Christians, let me remind you the day when you received Christ and the day that you knew you were saved and your eternal salvation was set. For me, I remember that day, it was like like this big weight just lifted off of me. I remember that day like it was yesterday. And some of you can remember, that was the beginning. And then the end means that when we leave this earth, we will spend eternity with Jesus. So Jesus, from the beginning to the end, and I know a lot of you guys know this, and if you don't know Jesus personally, then I pray that by the end of this message, you will. But here's my challenge, and here's the question I have for us as we continue on this thinking and asking ourselves that question, is God our source? 
If we know Jesus is the beginning and the end, our faith is the beginning and the end, what about the middle? The middle is where we live. Okay, we sang that song today, Here I Am, in the middle. I need you here in the middle with me here, Lord. I'm in the middle of the storm. I'm in the middle of the circumstance. I'm in the middle of this trial. I need you here, Lord. I need you to be my source. I think all of us, are feeling that, especially right now with this new series of lockdowns. I know it could be deflating. When I, when I read the reports and I just heard that, I just, something inside of me just went, oh my gosh, here we go again. Another thing we have to deal with. And so, you know, so my goal today, as we start talking about, as we are challenging yourself about God being our source, and I always try to do this, I always try to find, uh, stories and scriptures in the Bible that are parallels to situations that we face. I try to do this because it helps me and hopefully it'll help you. I found out in the book of Hebrews that the Hebrew believers in that book were kind of in the same situation that you and I are in. Actually, their situation was a little worse. So here they were. They were Christians. They had given their lives to Jesus in, in, a, in a most amazing way. And, but they were living in a time when there was a lot of political upheaval. The Roman government had just moved into to the whole uh, Middle East and they were threatening to take over Jerusalem and, and they were kind of closing in on Jerusalem and all of Jerusalem, all the Israelites knew this, Rome is coming, these Roman soldiers are coming. And so the, the political climate was one of great uncertainty. And then you have this, you had half of the people actually wanted the Romans to be there and half didn't want the Romans to be there, okay? <laughs> Sound kind of familiar? And so there's, there, there was this great debate that went on and, and there were people, there, were, there was dissension in families because some people wanted the Romans there, some people didn't want the Romans there. And all of this tension created economic uncertainty. All this tension created political uncertainty. All the tension created family uncertainty. Can you just see this environment? And on top of all of this, there was this pressure from the Jewish community against these Christians to leave their faith, to stop serving Jesus. They were, there was all this pressure on them to go back to traditionalism, go back to blood sacrifices, go back to earning your way to God, go back to working your way to God. All right. So all this pressure was on these guys and, and these Christians, a lot of times their families abandoned them because of this climate. Right. And so the Bible writer here in Hebrews, he's taking his time. In fact, if you read the first five chapters, he goes on and he begins to remind them again who Jesus is, that he's the son of God, that he's the same yesterday, today and forever. And that there's no need for blood sacrifices anymore because Jesus was the last sacrifice. Goes on to even say here in, in Hebrews chapter four, it goes on to say that you and I can come boldly to the throne of grace now. Think about that. They weren't able to do anything. They were not able to go to, the, to God uh, boldly in the Old Testament because that wasn't allowed. But here, as a New Testament Christian, they can now go boldly to the throne of grace. I mean, so the Bible writer is giving these believers this reminder. And he's saying, in the middle of all of this siege, in the middle of this prolonged pressure, let me remind you a few things. Right? So this is the setting. 
kind of like the prolonged pressure we're in right now. This prolonged season. I want the pandemic to end, don't you? So I want you to see what happens here. So the Bible writer takes the first five chapters to encourage these believers, to get them not to quit and to stay strong and to stay focused, all right? I want you to see this. It says here in Hebrews chapter five and verse 11, he says, about this, we have much to say about all these things, about Jesus being the last sacrifice and being able to go boldly to the throne of grace. We have so much to say. We have so much to implore you on. All right, but watch this. But, but it, so this, I have so much to share with you, it's actually hard to explain. It's actually hard to get through to you since you have become dull of hearing. What does this mean, I've become dull of hearing? You gotta get this. To be dull also means to be numb. Think about this for a second. To be numb. As I started to meditate this, and I started to think about life where we all find ourselves in right now, in a prolonged siege, prolonged uncertainty, it creates a numbness. It can even create a spiritual numbness. That's what happened here. The siege created such a numbness that they couldn't hear. They were having a difficult time receiving and being reminded, come on somebody, they got disconnected from the source. The siege, the prolonged season was wearing on them like it's wearing on some of us. A prolonged season does that, all right? Listen, maybe you're listening today and I feel like this message today as part of this series will probably be the most challenging because my belief is this, is that some of us are dealing with a spiritual numbness or you may have friends that are spiritually numb. Oh, talking about the goodness of God. God's not been good to me. My life just stinks. I get it. Oh, God's going to get us to the other side. Well, I've been in this seat so long, I can't even see that God's going to get me through to the other side. I get it. Spiritual numbness, the siege, makes us numb, all right? COVID-19 makes us numb. We all want in our rearview mirror. Lockdowns making us numb. Empty grocery stores making us numb. Come on, is somebody with me? But today I want you to know there's hope. Jesus in the beginning and Jesus in the end. Let me add this, and Jesus in the middle. Why? He is our source. So if you're dealing with a little spiritual numbness, if you're dealing with numbness just in general, all right, the remedy is found right here. We're gonna read it. I want you to lock in and just let the word of God speak to you today. Let this minister to you today. Listen to what it says. The very next verse, after he says, you're spiritually numb, he goes on to say this here in verse 12. He says this, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, though by this time you should have been growing, though by this time you should be advancing, though by this time you should be teachers, listen to this. You need someone to teach you again. You need someone to teach you again. This is the remedy. You need somebody to teach you again, meaning you need somebody to refill you. You need somebody to re-inspire you. This is what he's saying. 
He was saying, you and I, when we feel numb, when we feel that spiritual numbness, that we need somebody in our life to teach us again, to inspire us again. And I'm going to say it like this, to refill us. And this is what I want you to see, to be refilled again on the first principles of God's word. That's what this is telling us. That you and I, when we get in these seasons of a prolonged siege, we need to refill ourselves on our source. We need to refill ourselves on the principles of God's word that will help us get through the siege. Come on, are you guys getting this? And I just feel like as, I, as, I, as, I, as I'm doing like you and healing, hearing all these words about the election and is it on, and is it off, right? Lockdowns again, spike in COVID cases, toilet paper. Come on, somebody, toilet paper. Are we back to that again, right? I mean, it can make you numb. And in the, in the middle of all this, my challenge to you is this. What are you refilling on? Are you refilling on the siege? Are we refilling on our source? And that is my challenge today, is to get us to refill on the source. And so I want to talk to you about David. David was a king in the Old Testament. And as a king, here at the end of his life, he writes this psalm, okay? And I think this psalm is going to really help us to understand what our starting point is if we're feeling a little numb, all right? Despite all the good things that are happening to other people or the promises of God's word that are for you, we still feel a little bit numb because of it, okay? David gives us a starting point right here in Psalm 103. And you gotta believe that as a king, and he, that he writes this psalm at the end of his life, you gotta believe the pressure that this man had to, 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 to go through, the siege that he was constantly under as a king, the siege of having to make decisions for his people and judgments, and he went through turmoil with his family and the whole Bathsheba thing and happened in the middle of his kingdom. You could just imagine all the pressure and health care. How did the Israelites take care of their health care back in that day? Come on. How were taxes handled? And is it a graduated income tax? Is it not a graduated income tax? Is it a national sales tax? Is it not a national sales tax? Can you just imagine the pressure that was on this guy? Okay. The siege. And he writes this amazing psalm in Psalm 103. This is the setting, right? Okay. I want, you to, I want you to read with me and let's get refilled on our source, all right? Look what it says here in Psalm 103. It says in verse one, praise the Lord, oh my soul, all my most in being, inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits and forget not. I love this, forget not. Forgetting that, meaning I need to be refilled. I forgot, now I need to remind myself. I need to be refilled. I need to be refilled by his benefits. Come on, somebody. Even David had to refill himself. The siege was making him numb. He's at the end of his life. And he's saying the same thing. I need to refill. I need to refill. Come on to somebody out there. You need a refill today. Notice what he goes on here to say. Forget not all his benefits. I'm just telling you guys right now. If he needed a refill, then we're going to need refills. And I want you to stop and think about this for a second. When you study the life of Jesus, all right, it just dawned on me. 
If you study his life, especially in the book of Matthew, how many times Jesus starts his sermons out by saying, again, I say to you, the kingdom of God is like this. Again, I say to you, forgive like this. Again, I say to you, pray. Because he uses the word again and again and again, okay? Because he uses the word again, it means that he was repeating himself. Why? His disciples needed to be refilled. Come on! We all need to be refilled from time to time, especially right now in this season that we're in, this immediate season that we're in, this Thanksgiving season, which is not going to be a normal Thanksgiving. It can be normal if we will stay refilled on our purpose. Come on, if we stay refilled on Jesus, it doesn't make a difference what happens to us. We know we're going to go through the other side successfully. All right, so this is how David dealt with his numbness right over here. Notice what he goes on here to say. He goes on to say, I forget not all of his benefits. I'm refilling myself on my source. I'm refilling myself on his benefits. What are the benefits? Look at verse three. Who forgives all your sins. This is the first benefit. He forgives all our sins. Imagine that. Sometimes we just need a refill on our source that he is the one who forgives all of our sins. Let this sink in. All means all. In fact, the scripture goes on to say that he didn't withhold anything, that now he would give us all things. All right? Why? The beginning was right here that he forgives all of our sins. Come on. Let me refill you with this revelation again, guys. Why? Why? Do we need to be refilled and he forgives all of our sins? We need to be reminded that sin was fixed at the cross 2,000 years ago. That was God's method. When Jesus hung on the cross, sin was taken care of for you and me. And not just our current sin, but I really believe our past, present, and even future sins were taken care of at the cross. Because there was a day in the Old Testament when men had to pay for their sins. Men had to give an account for their sins. But Jesus said, that system doesn't work. Listen, that system breeds condemnation. That system breeds inferiority. Okay, it worked for a while, but I gotta fix this and I'm gonna hang on the cross and I'm gonna pay for every man's sin, past, present, and future, because from now on, their life is not gonna be based on their own faithfulness. Their life is gonna be built on my faithfulness or what I did at the cross. Come on, are you guys getting this? This is the reason why we need a refill on this, you guys. I'm telling you, and we just need to be reminded of this because of the negativity and the onslaught, especially for people that just wanna earn their way to God. They, they can get on you. And we have to remember, there's no more earning. Jesus did all the earning. All we have to do is just the receiving. He fixed it once and for all. Our sins, past, present, and future. We need a refill on this. We need a refill on the next part that goes on and say, He heals all of our diseases. This is what David was refilling himself on. He had to be reminded of his source that even in his own sickness or a time when he would be sick in his body, that Jesus is the healer. Come on, let's fill up on this source, you guys. 
Because the scripture clearly tells us that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth who went about doing good and healing all who were sick and oppressed of the devil. All means all. Well, I haven't received my healing. It doesn't matter. All still means all. And my job and my hope today is to get you to refill on the source that God's healing power is still real. God's healing power is available to you today if you just receive it and get refilled on the source. In fact, right now, if you're watching and you're dealing with an issue in your physical body, come on, I just believe right now in the name of Jesus that God is going to touch your body right where you're at right now. Sugar diabetes or back issues, lung issues, gross tumors. I just believe in the name of Jesus. The same Jesus that David's talking about, the same Jesus that the New Testament talks about is healing you right now. Won't you just receive it? Come on, be refilled right now. Be refilled on your purpose. Be refilled on your source right now in Jesus' name. All right, I want you to see this next part here. Verse four says, who redeems your life from the pit. What does this mean? He redeems your life from the pit. This means that if you made a bad decision and you find yourself in a pit, in a holding spot, you're in debt. You shouldn't have made that purchase. Or maybe you feel like you know, you, you got into a fight with somebody and as a result of it, now you've got a record. Or maybe, maybe, maybe it's a DUI. Whatever the case is, you feel like you're burdened or you're saddled by this. This, pro this scripture promises us this, that no matter what situation you find yourself, that if you'll trust God, if you'll see him as your source, he will redeem your life from that pit. Come on, somebody. Isn't that good? God's desire is that you would walk free of that. It doesn't matter if you put yourself in that situation or if it was a result of a bad decision that you made. We've all made bad decisions. And I'm encouraging you to go back to the source. Refill yourself on the source right now, you guys. Come on. He is the one who will redeem us from the pit of destruction. We need to be reminded of that, especially if you made some bad decisions in this pandemic, especially if you made some bad financial calls and you can't forgive yourself. Listen, I'm telling you, God will redeem you. God will help you get through this. Won't you trust him? Won't you allow yourself to be refilled on your source? Notice what goes on to say. Oh, I love this next one. It says, and he crowns you with love and compassion. I love this. It's the picture of the Father, our Heavenly Father, who loves us with an unchanging love, an everlasting love. We change. I said it earlier, but He never changes. We make mistakes. We get mad at God. He doesn't get mad at us. <laughs> I have three teenagers. And, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes they get mad at us. But even when they get mad at us, we never stop loving them. Sometimes they make the dumbest decisions. Anybody out there who's got a teenager, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't know why a teenager just goes to dumb decisions so easily. I have no idea, okay? But you know what? It doesn't change the love that we have for them. And it certainly doesn't change the love that God has for us. I'm telling you. If we love that way as parents, how much more so does our Heavenly Father? Let's be refilled today on that. Listen, He puts a crown of love on you. You know what that crown does? A crown establishes the fact that it's so, and the whole world needs to know that crown is on you, that you belong to Him. 
that, that love doesn't change. And here's what we need to do, okay, from time to time. And I'm encouraging you to do this. I'm encouraging you to look in the mirror right now. And don't just see yourself in the mirror, but I want you to imagine the crown of God's love is on you right now because it never leaves us. And he wants you to know how much he loves you with an everlasting love, with an everlasting compassion. Can I let you in on something? God loves you even in your dumbest choices. God loves you even when you lose it, even when you fly off the handle. Listen, your dumb choices are going to hurt you. Flying off the handle is going to hurt you. Get involved in destructive activities is going to hurt you. Okay? There's no doubt about it. But it doesn't stop God's love for you. And you know what his hope is? God's hope is this, is if you'll know that, you'll know that his love doesn't change for you, even in our stupidity, that that may be the very thing that pulls us out. That may be the very thing that causes us to correct that behavior, to correct that situation. But I'm going to tell you something. He never stopped loving you because his love is real and it's forever. All right. Can you refill on that today? Can you refill on your source, you guys? I love this next part. He satisfies our desires with good things. He satisfies our desires with good things. Isn't this awesome? <laughs> Let that sink in for a second. And just, just, just refill on the source. Just this one right here. He satisfies our desires with good things. I'm telling you right now, and I'm prophesying to you right now. Some of you have a desire to start a business. And on the other side of this pandemic, you're going to thrive. Because he's going to satisfy your desires with good things. On the other side of this pandemic, you're going to meet the person of your dreams. Yes, you're going to. You probably are already in the season of meeting them. God is going to give you the desires of your heart. You're going to see family restoration, the desires of your heart. I'm prophesying this to you. Come on, just receive this. Family restoration is coming because he's going to satisfy your desires with good things. Come on, I'm going to just say this one now. Marital restoration. Your marriage has been strained through the pandemic. Your marriage has taken some big blows through this pandemic, but I'm telling you, it's going to satisfy your desires with good things if you just fill up on the source. Refill on the source. Come on, is somebody with me out there today? Come on, put it in the chat out there. Come on, someone just needs to say this. I'm filling up on my source today. Come on, refill. It's free. Refill. It's free. It's unlimited. Man, I used to live in a day when you had to go pay for refills. Come on. Some of you guys remember, right? Get my hamburger at Burger King. It's always Burger King over McDonald's. Sorry, don't want to make any enemies right there. All right, so you go to Burger King and they give you the Coke, right? And it was, oh, you always had to pay for your refill. You have no idea how much you guys haven't made today, okay? You can just go, and we used to actually go to the counter and say, refill, please. And they would say, oh, that'll be, you know, 25 cents. Think about it, 25 cents for a refill, okay? Dumb. Now you just go to the thing and, and, and just, you can go unlimited refill, unlimited refill. Hey, can I just get you to do this? Can I get you to unlimited refill on your source? Unlimited refill on the source? Come on. He's going to satisfy your desires. Good things. Because that's what the scripture teaches. All right, notice what he goes on here to say. 
He satisfies our desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Man, what would it be like for my youth to be renewed like the eagles? Come on. What would it be like to find the fountain of youth? Come on, somebody. Just read something the other day that plastic surgery is up today because of all the zoomology that's going on today. Everybody spent all this time on Zoom and so just seeing all the flaws they have. And so plastic surgeons are booked as a result. Come on, somebody. What if I told you the word of God promises us that he would renew our youth like the eagles? Come on, somebody. God wants to renew you. He wants to renew, and he compares it to an eagle. You know why? Eagles molt. That means when they lose an old feather, a new one grows in its place. Imagine that, that he makes this comparison. So what, here's what this means. It means that when you lost in an area of your life, if you trust God, if you get refilled on your source, you'll get a new lease on life. That's what this means. And you guys all know, when you get that new lease on life, energy comes, excitement comes, expectation comes, right? And here's what it's all for. It's all for because you have purpose. You have destiny. You have a mission. You have an assignment. And that's what this is all about. And as we refill on our source, our purpose starts to come into light. Our purpose to do the will of God starts to open up, you guys. Come on, are you getting this? As we refill on our source, don't let the siege make you numb. Don't let the pressure of the season get to you. If it is, come on, let this message reteach you. Let this message re-inspire you. Let this message refill you. Someone just needs to say that in the chat. I'm being refilled right now. We all need it. Remember, Jesus at the beginning and Jesus at the end. And I'm telling you, Jesus in the middle. Why? He's our source. We're going to fill up on it. Now, the beginning of the psalm is the key to all of this, all right? It's the key. I'm going to read it. I want to read it slow so that you understand because this is the part that's going to require a decision, all right? Everything I've said has been great. Who doesn't want their sins forgiven? Who doesn't want to be healed of all their sicknesses? Who doesn't want to be redeemed from the pit, right? That's all great. But it requires a decision. And David knew that. Watch what it says here. The beginning, the beginning it says here. I'm going to reread it again. Psalm 103, verse 1. Notice what it says. Praise the Lord, O my soul. Who talks this way? O my soul, O my inmost being. Praise his holy name. He's talking to himself. Then he does it again in verse 2. Praise the Lord, O my soul. He's talking to himself. See, this is where the decision is. He had to say, I'm going to separate myself from the siege. I'm feeling a little numb. The pressure's getting to me, and I know better. Come on, I think I'm talking to some people who know better. And so he's talking to himself, and he's saying, Soul, you got to get this. Soul, you have to make a decision here. I have to make a decision here to stay with my source and not all of this other stuff. He had to talk himself into it. And sometimes that's what it takes. Sometimes we just need a good old-fashioned saying, I am not going to allow social media to be my source anymore. I am not going to allow the news source to be my source anymore. 
I'm not even gonna allow those negative people around me. We all have them. They're just a dream. We all have them. And I'm not saying to stop loving them. And I'm not saying not to spend any time with them. But what I am saying, you may have to limit some time with negative people because they're going to bring you down. You got to get around some people who are filling up on the source. Come on. And if you don't have a group of people that can encourage you to fill up on your source, then I'm encouraging you. To, this is a good group right here. Fill up on the source. And I'm going to encourage you to make a decision today. Make a decision to say, I'm not going to allow numbness to get to me. I am not going to allow the siege to get to me. But I'm going to stay right here. And I'm going to keep filling up on my source. I'm going to keep refilling on my source. It's free. It's unlimited. It'll never make you sick either. <laughs> Have you ever had too many refills of Coca-Cola? All right. This refill will never make you sick. It's unlimited. Wherever you are right now, it starts with a decision. I just want to encourage you. If you're feeling numb to everything right now, it starts with a decision. The first decision and the best decision, if you're watching today, and you've never heard a lot of these things, the decision first is to say, is Jesus my savior? If I invited Jesus to be my Lord and Savior, you know, you can. He wants to be your Savior. The source of sources, we read it earlier, wants to be your Savior, wants to come and live on the inside of you. Jesus can live on the inside of me? Yeah, that's what the Bible says. The Bible says that when you receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, when you put your faith in Him, He'll come to live on the inside of you. And as He comes to live on the inside of you, a new life will begin inside you. A new life, a brand new life. He wants to be your source. He wants to help you walk out your life on a daily basis. He wants to take you by the hand and pull you out of that pit. He wants to take you by the hand and heal you of that addiction, heal you of that disease, heal you of that terminal illness. We hear it all the time, what Jesus is doing today. Friends, if you're watching today and you've never put your faith in Jesus, then I'm gonna invite you to do so. Everybody in this community has done this. Millions of people around the world have put their faith in Jesus. And it is just as simple as saying, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I wanna pray with you right where you're at right now to invite Jesus into your heart to be the source for your life. And just pray a simple prayer like this. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Be my source. Help me change. Help me find this new life that you promised. I believe that you're the Son of God. I believe that God raised you from the dead to pay for my sins. I want you to be my Savior. In your name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Hopefully this message was encouraging to you. And if it was, tell a friend. And thank you for your generosity. Your generosity enables us to take the message of God's unchanging love all around the world. For more information on how to give and about the ministry, visit us at therevolutionchurch.com. We'll see you right back here next week.